Welcome to the Karuna Live podcast, an audio version of our free virtual Karuna Live events. Each month, a Karuna faculty member shares their knowledge and wisdom on a topic in which contemplative psychology is applied to daily life. The word Karuna means compassion in Sanskrit. Karuna training brings together a community of people who trust the wisdom of the world to awaken our compassionate hearts. We can learn to resource ourselves and integrate our experiences in a way that we can live a more empowered life. The world needs our compassion, health, and wisdom. We hope you enjoy this Karuna Live episode. So welcome. Uh, September 23rd, after just after the fall equinox, September 23 in the Northern Hemisphere. Welcome to this Karuna Live event. Um, my name is Sandra Ladley. I'm in Northern California, and the title is The Sky is Falling, Anxiety and Activism. Some of you may have read the newsletter that I wrote, and if not, um, we, when the follow-up, I could make sure if you're interested, I don't know. Did you see that, Robert? We could we could get that to you, sort of a, more on this topic. So, um, so first I'll just say this is hosted by Current Training, which is a certificate program in contemplative psychology. It started back in Europe in the mid-90s, in the mid-90s, and we've had several cohorts go through this training program. It's a very deep and transformative training. Uh, we just finished a cohort graduating in August in Colorado. Rebecca was part of that cohort. <laughs> and we're forming another cohort to start next year. And we do other kinds of things, in, uh, these sort of live tasters and other online courses, all kinds of things. So if you somehow ended up coming today, um, you're now on the mailing list. And, of course, you can unsubscribe at any time time if this is not for you. Everybody, why don't we start with a little embodiment, um, if you don't mind. Robert, you're in the library, maybe you don't feel like standing up, but I'm going to invite those who may feel like standing up <laughs> uh, to just stand up for a moment. Let's take a moment to feel yourself standing on this earth The sense of your bones stacked, connected to the earth, gravity. Breathing. Tune to your breathing. Maybe just do a little wiggle, a little stretch, whatever for you wants to, needs a little attention. Wherever you just kind of go organically. I notice I'm my arms and my shoulders and my chest are wanting to expand a little. Oh. Let yourself breathe. You hear me sighing? Give myself a little shake. 
Just let yourself feel into your body. You're in your body. Despite being on Zoom, we're also in our bodies. Stretching a little. And now I just invite you to have my arms extended to just sort of feel out into space, like your arms and your pores and everything that we're extending and opening to our environment. And I'm just going to do a slight, like I'm seeing with every pore, feeling with every pore, turning. Open. Exchanging with our environment, like we're all breath. In and out. Just give yourself a little rub, a little rub down. We'll come in and just sit and do maybe just a couple minutes of meditation. Get my... Bring my gong and we'll just meditate and settle for maybe three minutes here. So looking away from the screen, don't look at the screen. Again, just let yourself feel into your body sitting however you're sitting. Feet, feel your feet on the floor. Your butt on the chair. Your hands and arms. Just let them let go and rest. And just begin to attune to your breathing. You can have your eyes open or closed. You notice yourself It's common for our minds to be going all over the place. That's what we do. No problem. When you notice your mind moving away from the sense of bringing our attention to our embodiment in this present moment, tuning, just simply come back. And the breath helps us to come back and bringing attention to our breath also has a naturally relaxing effect on our nervous system. So let's just do a couple minutes of meditation. It's an opportunity to just embrace however you are now and whatever is happening now, not trying to change it, get anywhere, Everything's included. Aware of the space above us, below us, around us, inside us that can hold everything.
and just keep coming back to being here. We have so much that's jerking us away in our lives now. We forget that we know how to come back. And the power of coming back and being synchronized in the present moment. So coming back together, I think of meditation as kind of a portal to the present. And, you know, even some of our teachers are famous for saying, just stopping and taking three breaths, wherever, in a meeting, in your car. Uh, just even doing five minutes a day is a portal into the present and can be helpful. People have been doing it, you know, and it's been so devalued just simply sitting and being. And if you think back, humanity, it's deep in our bones. Speaking of eco-anxiety and being in the world of our reality, <laughs> so, you know, we're like going into the AI <laughs> world of the artificial world and to come back to the natural world and our sense of connectedness to the natural world is strengthening for us is strengthening and helps us to open and see what's actually going on versus how we're spinning in our heads so the sky is falling the sky is falling eco-anxiety that's the title today um, so eco-anxiety seems to be the defining characteristic of our age. A sort of profound sense of dis-ease for everyone, not just quote unquote anxious types. And even for people who are, try are not even interested in climate change or don't believe in it or um, don't care about it. I think it's affecting all of us. It's, it's, it's in our, we're in it. <laughs> we're in anxious times. And that sense of dis-ease, uh, it makes us want to, you know, anxiety. I described in the article, there's a whole sort of, it's an emotion and it, you feel this disease in your body, your mind goes, and then you want to do something. <laughs> you want to do something to respond to it. 
Um, does that sound about right? <laughs> uh, so you, you feel a somatic sense of dis-ease, whatever, however it may have been triggered. Your mind starts to go and then you want to sort of leap in some way. And there, there are many different flavors of turning away from it. Um, um, doing whatever we can to go numb, to not feel it. So sort of deadening ourselves through things like social media and binging, watching and substances of various kinds. You know, I'm just going to numb it. I'm going to take something to not feel this anxiety. Um, we can sort of escalate and follow it into a more, you know, like an expressive state of anger, act out from it, lash out, act out at ourselves, at other people, particularly in this world of incredible polarization where, you know, the perceived enemy or the perceived bad driver for the most mundane <laughs> to the what's happening in Congress and politically and left and right and up and down. Whoa, you know, we're feeling this and, whoa, and we just want to, those, you know, right. Um, <laughs> I'm only. Um, we can um, feel completely hopeless and almost suicidal and ready to give up and nihilistic it's all over and i'm just gonna hide out forever and wait until i'm dead or do something you know harming we can go into hopefulness and and fantasies of waiting to be rescued by um technology or religion what else, you know, so what else is on, how, what are some of the ways that when you feel anxiety and particularly eco anxiety, what are the ways that you tend to react to it? Am I missing anything here? But anxiety can also, um, so there's a whole bracket of how we might tend to go in harmful ways towards ourselves and others and reacting to anxiety. But on the other hand, it actually can, and this is something in Corona training, we're always looking at the combined at the same time confusion and wisdom of our emotions anxiety anxiety also is you're you're smelling you're perceiving something's off <laughs> something's something often so you're triggered by something you're smelling something and you go hmm something doesn't smell right and you're you're there's a there, there's a wanting to take action so um anxiety can also be a catalyst for positive action, if you modulate it so that you're not running around like an income poop. So you can harness anxiety if you can stay embodied as a force for, this is making me uncomfortable. Um, I really feel like I need to do something. How are we going to do something about this? And this is so much about us being arm in arm together, tackling climate change on every level. We can't not feel anxious about it. So, you know, it's like I sense this, for example, we've had another big smoky, we didn't have any smoke stuff going on in the Bay Area last year. We had, a, we were off 
duty last year, but we just have had a big smoke thing right now, really hot, bad smoke. I had put away my air purifiers <laughs> and I had to, I got them out again and, you know, closing the windows and I have a new roommate and sort of orienting her about, okay, we're going into lockdown. Um, don't go outside. She rides her bike everywhere. Don't do that. Don't ride your bike if you don't have to, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's right in front of me. It's right. You know, I can't ignore it. It makes me anxious and I feel trapped, but it's the truth. So I'm in my sixties, you know, and this is a, a phase of life where I am trying to make meaning of my life, drawing in the people, my family, you know, my ancestors, you know, who, what am I bringing from my family? Who am I? What has been filtered through me? What have I called or accepted or rejected? And, and what am I carrying forward? And how am I moving towards the future? Um, what am I offering towards the future? You know, the future is now. And you hear often people talk about making trade-offs, particularly around climate change. We're making choices. We're sacrificing the future for the present. Right, instead of making hard choices. So um, I want to tell you about a series. Thank you, Jennifer, for sharing your resource. Thank you, Michael Moore. Um, he turned me on to this series that's free on Apple until 10 a.m. Eastern in conjunction with Climate Week. It's called Extrapolations. It's a drama series, but it has a first-rate cast this is eight episodes. It's an anthology series. Um, and of a diverse cast. And it starts in 2037. And it's quite something. And his, the, I, I can't remember. Robert Z. Burns is the name of the writer and the director of some of the episodes. And I heard an interview with him. And he said he wanted to join fiction with, with true science, not just science fiction, true science. So it's it's forecasting what it, the episodes take place and how it might be in 2037 and 2046, et cetera, at different places on Earth, dramatic situations. And um, the third episode, you know, Davi Diggs, who is in Hamilton? I like him. He plays a uh, Jewish rabbi. Obviously, he's a rabbi <laughs> in Miami. And at one point... He says, um, actually, it might have been his father quoting back to him. He said, I remember, or maybe it was his mother, played by Leslie Uggams. His father's Peter Rigert. Mixed race. Um, one of them quotes back to him that, that I remember you saying that your mission was, my mission is, and maybe this is an old saying, but I never heard it before, is to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. And I feel like, so for me right now, that, what, that is where we are with working with eco-anxiety and, and climate change. How can we comfort the afflicted, which include ourselves, and how can we um, wake up and ourselves and others who are a little too comfortable? How do we both cope and how do we help? I find that a very powerful, how to comfort the afflicted and how to afflict and to afflict the comfortable. 
in my article, I touched on a few things that are sort of, I, you know, when I was writing it, I sort of went in a lot of different sources and listed some sort of greatest hits of things that um, can be helpful. So I'll just tick through those right now. And then I'll ask you what you think I'm missing. And then I thought we could do a contemplation. So I'm just going to tick through these and let these roll. So some things that might be helpful about how, it, how to stay with this of feeling anxiety, noticing our, ten, our harmful tendencies with anxiety, and at the same time that anxiety can be a force for waking up and for action and for having an open heart and being compassionate towards ourselves and others. How can we do both? Okay. So first is it's through embodiment um, in the present moment and connecting with nature, listening in, grounding in, being present with ourselves and our body, like attuning to right now. Another is being truthful <laughs> with yourself and being curious about your feelings. Suppressing them isn't really going to work. So get support for your the feelings that you're having. And when you have you and your friends are having feelings, offer support. Our hearts are limitless in what we can offer to each other and how we can soften towards each other. I'm sure you know that limiting our news intake <laughs> is is good. And you can, it's very easy. I continually get hooked into doom scrolling. And at a certain point, I'll have to just like almost feel like throwing my phone across the room. But I've got to now put myself on kind of a schedule because I could be up in the middle of the night, not having good sleep, falling down many rabbit holes of things that are horrifying me. So um, careful with your news intake. Join a group. Be in a circle who is whatever, whether it's a... Um, our spiritual group, a recovery group, a climate change group, move.org, you know, find a group, a community where you feel that you can be held and you can make contributions. There's a lot of data about working with our anxiety um, that if we are taking steps, we feel better. We feel like we're doing something and we're, and we're in community. We're doing it together. Using your voice, don't just dismiss our government. Uh, you know, we're in a governmental structure and know who your government representatives are and, and write and call them. Keep finding out what you can do personally to have less of a cli uh, uh, climate, adverse climate uh, impact. Oh, where to watch extrapolations on Apple TV Plus. It's free till 10 a.m. Monday morning. I first, I particularly recommend the first three episodes. Yeah. Um, know who your government representatives, use your voice. So know, know what you can do personally and you could overwhelm yourself with taking steps. So keep it manageable. <laughs> And taking small steps consistently is better than nothing at all. You know, swinging and swaying. Number seven, 
recognize your own strengths and vulnerabilities and what you can contribute. You already know who you are. You're an adult. You've been around the block. So don't try to be anybody else. Um, I'm not saying you shouldn't stretch yourself, but try not to compare yourself to other people. Do what you can. Be who you are and what you can offer. Cultivate what is described in the serenity prayer. The ability to accept the things you can't change. The courage to change the things that you can and the wisdom to know the difference. Call on the wisdom of those you see as ancestors. So this could be in your family or others, like in your spiritual lineages, uh, in your community, people, teachers that you've had, people that you feel have embodied um, wisdom that is in you and that is, is that you can, um, can strengthen you, living or dead. Call on those who are in the future, who are calling you, who are asking for help, who want your advice of the next generations and those who haven't been born yet. They're calling you forward. Two. And finally, um, just keep resourcing yourself in the best ways you know how as far as self-care, you know, eating and moving and friends, being in community, Knowing your own ups and downs, you know, I'm a very kind of episodic sort of bingey type person, and that's just kind of the way I work, and I'm kind with myself about that. I do certain things intensively, and then I have to completely go offline, and then I do them again, and then I go offline. That's just kind of the way I roll. I Because I didn't men mention this, but we can, st there's such a, for me, there's a trap door of I'm not doing enough or self-hatred, I could just trip, you know, like a switch can get flipped into self-loathing and then I'm not, then I'm absorbed in myself and I'm not available <laughs> and it's painful. And then, I, then I, before I know it, I'm eating a whole bag of potato chips. So, you know, right. So I'm so glad you mentioned that. So to really be aware of that temptation to fall into, I'm not doing enough. What, what's happening there with I'm not doing enough and to, um, recognizing what you can and can't do and try to do the best and not being attached to outcomes. Excellent. moment in the series Extrapolations, it's, there's the last humpback whale, which is voiced by Meryl Streep, and who's communicating with a scientist who's, who is played by Sienna Miller. And there's a whole thing going on politically with like a character like e Elon Musk, you know, this, it's cap versus whatever scientists and Sienna Miller is saying to the humpback whale um you're the last one and you're going extinct and but we think that we may have a way to bring you back and and the humpback whale says when and I, she says I don't know when but we we think we have the technology and it will be based on a lot of the conversations that we've been having the AI is such that, that they're able to communicate the humpback whale and the scientist. And so the humpback whale, when, when will when will when will they be coming back? And she said, I don't know, but they will. And she said, and and then Sienna Miller says to her, to the whale, tell them that that, that you'll be coming back, like communicating with the descendants that may be coming back in the future. And this is to your point, Rebecca. 
be held back voice by Meryl Streep says, I already have. <laughs> She's already communicated to the future generations that may or may not exist. She's already put that signal out there. So bigger than us, yes. Um, how about a little contemplation just to check in and see where we are right now, and then we'll do another kind of closing chat to sort of drop in a little. Does that sound good? Yeah. So put away your notebooks, whatever. <laughs> you can close your eyes, whatever, just relax yourself. So yeah, just let yourself sort of drop in and what are you noticing in your body? What sensations are you having and, and what's coming up for you now? Emotionally. How are you feeling? How do you tend to tend to um, discharge your ego anxiety in harmful ways or negatively, we might say? How do you tend to respond to that dis-ease in ways that might be not so helpful? And how does that dis-ease awake you from your comfort? How does it inspire you? How does it activate you as a catalyst? Are there steps that you'd like to take? Do you see yourself doing anything based on how you're feeling now? How you'd like to move forward? Are you being called forward? And then finally, what will be a support for you, both in care around how you tend to go astray a bit, how you can hold that? We all do all the time. <laughs> On and off the horse. How can you hold yourself? What will be, what, who, how will you be a support for you with that? those things, those tendencies. And what will be a support for you in taking steps and how you're being called forward, imagining into what you're doing as an activist, doing your part, doing the best you can in the times that we're in now. What's going to be a support for you with that?
And is there anything else that's coming up right now? Again, just feeling into how you are. The living shape of your humanness, your being right now. We're here right now, not in the past, not in the future. We're here right now. Thank you for listening to this Karuna Live audio episode. We hope you have found the episode supportive. If you'd like to attend a free virtual Karuna Live, please visit us at karunatraining.com. Thank you.